didn't find that out there. Here's Wotherspoon. So Gogic the dummy. In comes the ball! And there is the goal! A superb season has just become an extraordinary season! Double winners! History makers! Brown struck it really well! And there is Chris Kane, who does get the goal that puts St Johnson one up in Austria. Stevie May! Bedlam! Chaos! Blue limbs everywhere! Happy New Year, everyone. We've had our winter break and it was bloody lovely. I'm Sam Miller, this is the Dogger Saints podcast, and I am joined, as always, by Danny Williams. Hi Sam. Hi everyone. Happy New Year. It's it's a bit late in the day. See you. I've seen you several times. Se- several times. Uh, we've, yeah. I can't even remember. It was before Christmas our last podcast, wasn't it? We've had a, a rare good month off. Yeah, I can't think. So we're going to kick off twenty twenty four with a fresh new attitude. Uh, the team were back in, uh, after the wee Christmas break to ready to kick on, and um, once again we've managed to fault the first hurdle. But we will get to that game. But we've got a packed episode. It's like old school. We've got a guest. We have, we have got a guest, and I'm very much looking forward to them. We'll, we'll probably pick his brains about that Airdrie match. He did feature, he did play. Ryan McGowan is going to be joining us later on in the episode, so we're very much looking forward to that. We've also got some new features, Dan. We've been squirrelling away, uh, and we had a wee kind of a meeting, I would say, to kind of put together some some new features. And in our never-ending scrapping for content. <laughs> well, we'll go for, we've got the returning features first. I've got a poem. Of course. Uh, we'll get to that. It is Burns Night on, I think, Thursday this week. Thursday is Burns Night, and Dundee have decided to do a kind of poem competition, which will be thoroughly entertaining. And, you know, Danny, in his ever question for, as you say, content, he's going to add to his poem collection. He's written a poem about the fine, the city of Discovery and, more importantly, one of the, the team. That will be coming up. And it, I've, I've not heard it, to be fair. I've heard opening line, and I'm pretty sure you round Scott phone with something. It's not the uh, it's not the opening line. Um, I think it got, ended up being second. But we'll come to that. I'm going to leave it all as a surprise for you. We've got the club shop of shame. That's coming back. We've probably got an old boil somewhere that we can pick out. We, we, we'll, we'll, come to the, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But we have got a new feature, a brand new feature. But we're going to leave that as a surprise for when it for when we come to it. Yes, uh, and we're also hopefully going to be speaking to Erin Grieve, Aberdeen fan, about the upcoming shortly. But that is if she gets back in touch with us. It was a late show. But what's happened to your screen? Is your, is your you just had a power cut down? No, I'm just gone black all the Calcutta. Don't know. Oh, and before we get going properly, I have got a request. This is a, a new feature. It's, I'm calling this uh, feature. Say hello to people I want to say hello to on the podcast. It, it needs a snappier title, granted, but I have to say hello to Kate Bunn. So hello, Kate Bunn. There we go. It's, it's Megan's sister, uh, and she was a very, very annoyed that um, our mum and dad got a shout-out. Megan got a shout-out regularly, and she didn't. So Okay. You know, Hi, Kate. There you go. There's your shout-out, and we are 3 minutes 15 in, so yeah, um, I'll tell her. She will listen to the whole thing. Just listen. That's fine. Should we talk? Should we should we go to the football? Should we discuss football action? Please let's let's let's. Well, in fact, maybe not. No, fairly unsavoury day. Pre-match wasn't ideal, and which has been well publicised. And the match itself wasn't very good either. Dan. Oh no! Oh, it was bad. No, that was bad. Like you say, it's the third time on the spin. Well, the last game we won in the Scottish Cup was the 2021 final um, so 
third time on the spin in the Scottish Cup that we've fallen in the fourth round. Obviously, last two years as well, fallen at the first hurdle in the uh, in the glorious Betfred or the competition formerly known as glorious Betfred. Um, can't beat a team in a lower division to save our lives, um, apart from Alloa. And but again, for the third year on the bounce, got everything we deserved. I'm rattled by it. I'm still rattled by Kelty. Right, Rangers. The Rangers won last year. I'm still rattled by because I actually thought they were there for the taking and we just didn't bother trying to do so. Saturday was just, just got comprehensively outplayed. Um, they pressed us unbelievably well. We didn't press at all. Tried playing out from the back a lot, but again, because of the press, didn't work. Levine has to shoulder the blame for it because his midfield selection was... Um, I don't know really what he was thinking, whether he thought we could out-football him and so he could play Carey at six. Like, what on, what all that did was it took away the guy who's been our most creative, creative outlet since Levine and Kirk came in. Just took him out of any creative role. Top two didn't really do anything. It was... I thought Clark had his worst game probably since he's come to us. But he was feeding, he was feeding off scraps. Benji sort of huffed and puffed, but quality wasn't really there. When he obviously gets a pass because debut, um, you can't judge anything off first games really, um, good or bad. Yeah, um, it was just crap. It was just miserable. Um, miserable, miserable day at the football. But um, yeah, I have nothing really good. Considine played all right. Um, Ryan, Mc, Ryan, Ryan McGowan played all right because he's coming on later. Um, <laughs> man, man <laughs> BBC Sport, BBC, I'm trying to say it again, BBC Scotland Sports Sound Man of the Match, 100% Ryan McGowan. What a, what a standout performance from the match. What a performance. But again, he ended up barreled out of position for about an hour in a game, so can't really blame him too much for anything. Only really looked like we might get back into it when, um, when Robbo came on. Yeah, it was it was just great. Like I say, Adrian, um Adrian was thoroughly good value for the win. Um if it looked like a team was gonna get a second goal in the game, it looked like it was gonna be them. No question about that. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna join in with the uh, good luck to Adrian going forward because fuck him. But um no, it was just just minging. Um but, right, I I'm not I'm I'm trying not to go in. A, I'm trying not to make excuses, but I do think if you're, I don't think the break necessarily helps us. And obviously, we had an extended break because Dundee's pitch. And if you're coming up again, you're coming fresh out of the break, and you're coming up against a good championship team. And Edge are a good championship team. I mean, I mean the fourth out of ten, which isn't could always go either way but they play they play good football they work hard they have a definite style of play they pass the ball I'm talking about impressing and working hard they pass the ball about great passes off the park so you come up against a good championship side and you're going in cold and they've had a, they've been playing league games it is a bit of a leveller I think and we weren't the only premiership side to struggle against championship or even lower down the Table, lower down the pyramid opposition. Hearts only got there at last against Spartans. Livy 
Um, I'm reliably informed by a friend of the show, Liam Innes, of the Rafe Centre. His name escapes me, but the centre-half for Rafe, if he hadn't got injured, they would have been in bother, but... Yeah, shit. But, um, yeah, um, so there is that, but I just think, I'm, without going in too heavy on Levine, some of his decisions, as we've already talked about, the, the starting lineup, and then the one spell in the game, apart from at the end, where we did look sort of half-threatening going forward, was after he moved Franchak into midfield, and then he took him off and said he was murder or something. And well, what game were you watching? Max gets through 90 minutes. How Max got through 90 minutes is beyond me. Because I like the lad. And he's very neat. He's very tidy. He wasn't on Saturday, by the way. He was murdering come past water. But he's very neat. He's very tidy. But if you're, number, if you're playing at 10, never once have I thought, watching any football, I want a number 10 to be neat and tidy. I want a number 10 to get take risks. And if you lose the ball taking risks, he was losing the ball playing four or five yard passes on Saturday. But if you lose the ball taking risks and try to create opportunities, like Carey does, to be honest with you, yeah. at time, if you do that, fine. Don't really care. Because eventually something's going to pay off. But if you're just happy to sit there playing it four or five yards sidewards or playing it back to whoever, you know, playing it back to Smith or playing it back to, well, it's been Phillips, obviously he wasn't playing on on Saturday. What, you know, what a miss he was. But he needs to start take he needs to take his games to the next level. He needs to start taking games without scuff at the neck. It just didn't, nothing worked. Absolutely nothing worked. And it's crap because we're out of a cup now. And that's, what have we got to look forward to? It's just, a relentless slog trying to avoid relegation. Cut runs are ace because cut runs are fun. Airdre got hearts at home in the next round. That wouldn't have been much fun. No, that would have been the end of it. Right. We're avoiding the inevitable, Dan. I know you're going to try and skirt over the issue, but you happen to make... I'm going to de- delve into episode 93, the last episode we did, where the new feature, which probably won't be making a comeback, Dan, Uh, A new feature which was entitled Danny's Bold Predictions. Well, you suggested that we were getting to the Scottish Cup final. That was your first bold prediction of the day, but no, no, wait. Before you say anything, you made a second bold prediction, Dan. You were going to win the pissing thing. People spent good money, I think Ian Windross put a fiver on it at 40 to 1, on on the back of your um, prediction there. Well, that's his own fault. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I misjudged that. There was a slight misjudgment there. Look, if you're going to take the ramblings of a lunatic and and go that of Willie Hills or Paddy Power or whatever with it, then that's on you. I mean, it was a content grab. It was a content grab. And not for the first time in this podcast or in the history of this podcast, I look stupid. But... You can't put a price on having a good time. Well, we you don't cer- have a good time listening to episode 93. You certainly can't put a price on having a good time. And you know who doesn't have a good time going to the football is Miles. As as you know, the long-running <laughs> the long running crack with him is he rarely sees St. Johnston win. Um, the, the times we do when he doesn't turn up. And I thought, Airdrie away, surely we're going to get goals. It's going to be three or four. He's going to see all the goals. 
I don't think this is going to be the one, but no, no, Miles once again lost. So I put it to you, Dan, that he might be the unluckiest St. Johnson supporter of all time. However, we may have competition for him. I think he's got stiff competition. Our old buddy, the fifth Beatle of this, or one of the fifth Beatles, because there was millions of them, El Menzies, the chief commissioner of the Bantol. So, El, admittedly, the caveat to this is, he doesn't get to that many games anymore. At least in Glasgow. And he says he gets to about, bar the COVID times, when obviously nobody could get to a game, he gets about four or five a year. So Miles goes to significantly more games than him. But the last time Elliot... Right, actually, I think I'm roughly know this. When was Miles born? 2016. Right. Right, well, that's ruined my next line. Um, Did he mean to change his name anyway. for funsies? <laughs> no, no you're all right. What was his What's his birthday? Uh, June twelfth, two thousand sixteen. So the last time, um, last time Elliot Menzies, chief commissioner of the Bantol, saw St Johnston win a game in person, Miles was nine months old. Wow, that is the eighteenth of March, twenty seventeen. Motherwell away. I can't. It, it, Liam Craig got a double. I think it was two 0 I can't remember. I can't actually remember the game, which is unusual for me. Liam Craig got a double, and he said he got in an argument with Danny Swanson's dad for good measure. Um, that sounds about right. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, so he said a lot of life events have happened since then. Claire, his wife, was living in Australia. COVID wasn't a thing. We had a, pande- we had a pandemic. I mean, in general, you think of all the things that have happened, both to yourself personally, or any any individual personally, and in the grand scheme of things, since March 2017, a lot of shit's gone down. But L still hasn't seen Saints win in the flesh. So I am genuinely tempted to say to him, just don't, don't bother. Okay. Obviously, some sort of jinx. But then at the same time, we lose a lot anyway. So I feel like being harsh. But yeah, if you think that you can top that or top, go on, you're going to have to, or top, you know, we've, we've documented Miles's Jonah Street before, but if you think you can top Elliot's sort of March 2017 or Miles's. 18 months without seeing a goal then hit us up yeah are you St. Johnson's unluckiest fan um, you can't have just gone to one game in 1974 where they drew one all and then that was the only game you've been to and said you've not seen St. win in 60 years that wouldn't that does not pass mustard with, with us but are you St. unluckiest fan let us know in the I'm sorry to say let us know in the comment section this isn't a YouTube video oh, that's it. <laughs> um Let's go from being unlucky as well. We could be really unlucky. You could be a Dundee fan, Dan. Oh, you could. I mean, that would be a great misfortune in life. Uh, but if you're a wordsmith, this could be right up your street. Dundee FC put out a competition 
for Burns Night where they want you to write a poem about Dundee FC. A lot of St. Johnson fans got on board with this and had a rare old time. But there's only one man I know who loves a bit of poetry and he's done poems on Stevie May, Dimitar Mitov. Craig Levine. Craig Levine indeed, yes. And now we are Lost going We are going twenty three miles up the A something. A I d I don't know. The one with the horn on it. A nine. That's not the A nine. A ninety then. A ninety, yeah. Okay, we're going past the horn up to Dundee. We're going to fucking Dundee, right? Uh, and right. Danny has written a poem about the fine people of Dundee FC. I've got nothing else to say, Danny. Take it away. I want to hear your poem. Well, first of all, let's not compare me to Burns. I mean, let's not be ridiculous here. That fraud's got nothing on me. Um, but, here, but here we go. This is my old to the city of discovery. Oh, Dundee, Dundee. Haven't won the cup in more than a hundy. I'm not crass enough to call you scumdy. I just call it a derby. All for the funsies. Laughed at across the nation. Your stadium's named after foam-based insulation. That pitch crumbles at the slightest drizzle. Your old manager look like Big Joe Fritzel. Thinking your class playing in Gorgie and Leaf, but you could soon be playing down at Cowden Beef. Mind McGowan's hairline and Charlie's teeth, when in a 12 team league you almost finished 13th. Tony Dock may have you flying high, but none of you gimps can pronounce the word pie. That pot on accent is mocked universally, almost as much as your time under former Aberdeen manager Mark McGee. Spending freely once more, so here's hoping that you get done again for financial doping. Enjoy it now, dreaming of new stadia, because we'll laugh like fuck when you're dead like the Gretna. You tell us camper down will be the will be of the highest spec. In between, cry wanking over Owen Beck. Who are you kidding? You're still paying off Ravinelli, while Kinesia still gets a gram from a guy in Fintry. So we'll see you at the Scott Fulm on Valentine's Day. Because your groundsman ruined our Hogmanay, you can keep your discovery and your VNA because we'll both be sat at home on the 25th of May. I've got a button for applause. Yep, tremendous, tremendous. And you sent me a message earlier on saying you feel you've wasted your life uh, on this one though I just feel wasting my life in general um, but I, I mean I started off I mean first of all uh, we all know I used to live in Dundee and I love the place so the way I was trying I was sort of trying not to feel too guilt be, be too bad but then I just sort of gave up um, the Mark McGee thing initially said something about the universities and then, then I remembered one of those universities gave me a degree so um, couldn't really slag it. More film. Uh, and yeah, and you might have uh, noticed I actually started off trying to go in the style of Burns, and then again gave up. And it, there was a lot of rhyming words out. in the first uh, section. It was a real treat. <laughs> there was. <laughs> I mean, there was. But what words did you throw in there? Scumdy, funsies. 
Hundy. And Hundy, yeah. Hundred, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. If you can't get something to rhyme, make up a word. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. But we go from one waterlogged pitch. That was nice, nice, nice. That Dan, I really appreciate that. But we go from one waterlogged pitch to another. St. John's women. I'm alive. When you A lot has been going down at the riverside, uh, apart from the, the water off the pitch surface. Um, the match on Sunday against Stirling University was postponed, which I'm a little bit sad about because Wee Miles was due to be the mascot that day. And he was he was fully dressed and kitted at about eight in the morning, and he was doing his stretches, ready to go. I, I mean, it's yet another example of that dude being a jinx. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> let's not mess about it. But the, the, over the winter period, there has been a massive turnaround in, in player personnel. Um, a few players have gone. Morgan Steedman, goal machine Morgan Steedman, who has been rattling him in, top goal scorer of the last two years, has gone off to Dundee United. Yeah, that's a blow. Um, that's a real blow. I, to be honest with you... Um, it probably is a natural progression there for, for Morgan. Um, as you say, she has been sort of top goal scorer the last few years and Saints main sort of goal scoring outlet um, certainly this year. Um, and you know, it is, a, it is a step up, it is a level up and if you get an opportunity, you can't can't blame someone for going for it. Um testing herself against the best players in the country week in week out and yeah all the best to um, really like Morgan she's a really nice person and yeah it's um, but it is a, it's an absolute blow um, a few other departures um, the heat the heat is gone Jody the heat ovens has uh, opted to move on from Saints she wasn't getting a lot of game time, but she's going to Sterling Uni, and I believe in her first game against Libby, she got um, player of the match. So um, you can't turn can't turn can't turn down that heat. You cannot turn down that heat, and probably unlucky not to get more game time. That's saying it's just how um, sort of team is set up, and yeah. But I, I will say for Jody, because um, I don't think we've had a podcast since that. Well, we might have done, and I failed to mention it, but I might have even mentioned it. Who knows? But a good egg because uh, last act as a Saints player was uh, to donate £50 to the food bank which was very very generous and kind so a good egg Jody and um, again all the best but still exactly and I also have to point out because um, in a review of the match I can't remember who it was um, was it Burimir Thistle we got beat 1-0 and Neve Irvin got apps uh, went over in her ankle and burst her foot into a million pieces oh. and we failed to mention it and she listened to the podcast and had a wee grumble at me for failing to mention <laughs> her injury but I believe she is fully recovered and she's out the moon boot and she's training again so I'm sorry for not mentioning it and that was her birthday the other week there was loads of birthdays Neve had her birthday uh, 
Uh, Fern Eubiggin, who's gone to Gart Cairn full time now. Uh, Ellie McHowie's birthday. Uh, Ellie McIver's birthday. It's a busy old January period for birthdays and the team. Um, but Ellie Begg, another player who joined us only in the summer, is away as well. She's off to Libby. I can understand that one. She doesn't drive and she's Edinburgh-based and Libby is much closer than, than Perth. She relied on Megan to get into training every time. So I can under, kind of understand that one. But that's a big blow because she was a, a regular starter. Yeah, good player as well. Really good player, Ellie. And, um, had a, had, you know, I think it was 11, 11 games uh, she played for Saints, but certainly had, a, had an impact. And, yeah, it's a, again, it's a blow. Um, but as you say, again, it's really understandable circumstances um, just a lot closer to home for her basically yeah can't argue with that and coming in though a couple of players came in before we'll get to a few matches Weefy Bidgood what a name that is 16 year old goalkeeper has came in Aoife you what Pellick, not Aoife Aoife I thought it was Weefy <laughs> Aoife I'm sure I went to uni where a girl called Aoife who spelled it that way it might be Weefy Ms. Bidgood has signed for the club. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the lassie has got cracking hair in Perth is Weefy. And that's the same spelling. I don't know. Candyman, you'll be listening to this. Yeah. If you can if you can clarify for us, that'd be appreciated. By the way, that was the one that's the, the part that we've missed. I was getting to the that one. I was saving that one to last. Yeah, I was, sorry, I was sorry. saving that one, don't worry. So uh Weefy, Efi, Wafi. What pronunciation did you go with? Aoife. Aoife. Bit good. Good name, though. Um, as Cameron, 16-year-old goalkeeper um, to contest for the number one slot. Also coming in is another great name, let's say, Mary Lou Sanchez. Ah, that's a great name. Oh, well done. Well done and a great name. So a midfielder, Mary Lewis came in from Stirling Uni. She's played a couple of games on trial. Um, and she's came in and she's signed full-time midfielder. And finally, we had uh, Olivia Huddle coming from Dundee United on loan as well so um, Morgan's gone there Olivia's came this way so they've, they've brought some reinforcements in but the big news is the management duo of Jamie Reynolds and Kevin Candy is now just it's at 50 we've lost 50% of the management team alright Jim's gone get it up Jim he said I'm a bad bad guy in his last interview with the club so I am happy to see the back of him good way to bow out Good way to bow out, in my opinion. Um, you're a bad guy. Um, <laughs> Poodle in his centre half. Um, Whoa, you can't say that. Megan's mum and dad listen to this podcast. Fucking delete it then. No, staying in. You're, you're going to no, be the bad no, guy. No, come on. Don't make me look like a bad guy. <laughs> Again. God, seriously, get rid of that. I'm not being responsible for Poodling. <laughs> Good use of the word Poodling. Um... Yeah, so Jamie Reynolds has left the club. He's it was on his own doing. Uh, he's waited to take up a, a role with the SFA, and he needs to commit all his time to that. And fairly understandable. And he was generally a, a really nice guy, and he gave us um, anything we needed from the club. He gave us like any kind of access to player interviews and stuff. He was great. We really appreciate Jamie, and hope he does well in his all in his future endeavours. I absolutely uh, here here uh, great lad, Jamie, and. Yeah, uh, it's hard not to see him at every home game, but um, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure he'll do brilliantly in his new role. And yeah, as you say, he's got to fully commit to that. Uh, this is a this is a thing about 
um, the women's game that we're sort of real realizing as we sort of cover it more and more involved. It is sort of personal circumstances play a far bigger role yeah. than they do in the sort of men's professional game. Yeah, because when you know the, the players personally, none of these the girls are getting paid and they don't even get their own fuel money or anything like that. Um, Megan was in the dogger a couple of weeks ago speaking to Stan. And, um, I, I tried to push her corner and he was not for uh, forthwith producing more cash, unfortunately, but I, I tried my best. Uh, yeah, the man's... Um, yeah, he is... <laughs> it is reassuring in many ways about his... Um, his dedication to the finances of St. Johnson Football <laughs> Club. Um, but yeah, give oh, some fuel money, mate. Speaking of uh, Megan Patterson, I'm not going to mention her. This will be the last mention of her. She sent me a... <laughs> uh, oh, before I get to that, we have to say, we, we were in Nando's and and Megan got a message from Bobby Cochran saying, by the way, all my pupils are coming up to me and saying, are, are you as... Megan going out with Sam from the Dogger Saints podcast. They all listen, apparently, so we have to say hello to all the peoples of Bertha Park High. Hello there, everyone. Thanks for listening. I knew this, because, do you remember when I, I kicked a ball into Bobby's face? M- Mrs. Cochran, I think you'll find her name is. Into, into Mrs. Cochran's face, yeah. Um, apparently, all like the following Sunday, the game, Bobby was like, you know, you're, all my students have just been rinsing me all week for you booted a ball in my face. Like, I can't believe I think it's and I was like, how do you students know who I am? That is why. So hello to Bertha Park High. Love you guys. Uh, I would do this makes sense that our demographic is um, you know, school children because the level of immaturity is um a lot yeah, of, it all adds up. A lot of poo poo and bum jokes, which is fine with me. Um so <laughs> me- St. Johnson Women's centre-back Megan Patterson, may have mentioned her before, um, sent me a a newspaper clipping or like an online review from one of her games when she was Hearts captain. Now, you've not read this, Dan. I didn't send you this deliberately, but it's it's good. So I'll read out this section. A lovely moment in 27 minutes as Hearts captain Patterson went to play a ball on the touchline but saw it run out before she passed it forward. In frustration, she shouted, that's fucking pish. Her mother nearby said, language, Megan, you'll get no tea. As I struggled to contain my <laughs> laughter, she followed up with, I didn't bring her up to swear like that. <laughs> yeah, having your parents at a game. Uh, hello again to, to Lorraine, Megan's mum. She got me Chinese on Friday uh, night. It was lovely. Oh, I'll tell you what, feet right under the table there, by the way. That's all right, yeah. Yeah, uh, you've done all right. Um, we did actually miss off one departure um, from the women's team, and that's uh, Emily Burns, who has actually been out on loan at Drybra, um for the first half of the season. Um, she's moved on from the club on a permanent basis, so good luck to Emily as well. Exactly. Rabbi's youngest. Yes. <laughs> big Rab. Big, big Rab. Um, so yeah, that is our women's roundup. Um, we're not. They lost three one to Kelly last week and ten <clears> 0 <throat> the week before to Hibernian, but we're not going to dwell too much on that. We look forward, not backwards. Sam, most people listening to this will live in Perth. We live 
in the moment looking forward. That was beautiful. And do you know what else? Steve Wills, 2K, 2K24. And, and, oh, do you know what's really funny? That? As soon as you said that, I just looked at that, which is uh, WWE 2K23 on it, uh, PS5. <laughs> that was weird. Good time on that. That's got John Cena on the front of it. No, that's just a blank cover. <laughs> hey. Because hey. you, you can't see him. We wrestling joke there. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what else, who else look forward and very, very quickly forward. Ajax Football Club, Dan. This is a club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What what's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. This is our section where we find out which terrible, terrible merchandise football clubs up and down the country are punting. And this week we are off to Amsterdam. Hello, Sham. We're going to Amsterdam. <laughs> Smoking a pancake. Smoking <laughs> a pancake. Right. Yeah, so we've got Amsterdam and we're going um, there courtesy of, um, as ever with this, um, as ever with this ridiculous um, segment, <laughs> it's been propped up by our old mate Craig Middleton, who is the chief aficionado of hockey merch. We should really just. We, we should actually, I've got an idea. I know right. it's usually you that does this, like comes up with an idea on the spot. But I think we should have, at the end of the season, we should collate all the club shop of shame entries and have a winner for the season. And that winner will be titled the Craig Middleton Award in honour of the man who has propped up this segment. I think we should, until now, it's like, remember that when The Price was right and Bruce Forsyth hosted it for so long, it was called Bruce Forsyth. The price is right. Yeah. I think we should just rename this feature Craig Middleton's Club Shop of Shame. <laughs> Craig Middleton's Club Shop of Shame. It, 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 it trips off the tongue. Um, we can almost call it a new feature because we've just renamed it. Very much. He's the best guy in the world as well. Before we get to this um, Club Shop of Shame entrant, we, as I discussed earlier on, we were discussing new features uh, during Darts was on at the time. Um, if you remember rightly and uh, one of your features yeah. Dan you suggested well I think we should just do it now we've got a spare yeah. five minutes yeah. yeah why not why not and then we'll go back to um, then we'll go back to the club stuff of shame so now the classic format in any sort of quiz is multiple choice like when you're desperately trying to scramble for questions stick a multiple choice in and that's what gave us the inspiration for this next feature so what we're going to do is we're going to list a couple of achievements. This week's just going to be a couple. Achievements, achievements is a bold gonna, term. Achievements <laughs> is really going to come back and bite me on the arse there. These, <laughs> we're going to list two facts for <laughs> instances. I can't believe I fucking said achievement. Nobody, nobody has a clue what we're talking about yet, but you will realise why the word achievement there was really... <laughs> Not fitting for the occasion. <laughs> and we want to know whether this act, who was, well, basically, who was responsible for this act? Was it Cheshire teenage dart sensation Luke Littler or former German dictator Adolf Hitler? Now we welcome you to our new feature, Littler or Hitler? I 
I don't think we can go wrong. I think it's a good feature because Club Shop and Shame isn't St. Johnson based and neither is this. Um, but let's find out which, which person had this achievement <laughs> in your words, Dan. Achieve- I, I, really, I really regret saying achievement. So Sam, <laughs> I'm going to put these to you. So the first instance, <laughs> who ordered the invasion of the Soviet Union in 1941? In fact, I'm going to give you both and I want you to tell me which was which. One was Luke Littler, one was Adolf Hitler. Who ordered the invasion of the Soviet Union in 1941, breaking the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact and crucially opening up the Eastern Front during the Second World War? That's your first one. Second one, who beat Andrew Gilding 3-1 in the second round of the 2024 World Darts Championship? It's a tricky one. Right, I'm definitely going to go. Beating Gilding is a big achievement. I don't think I think that's too big for Hitler. That's got to be Luke Littler, surely. Correct. Piece of piss, this. Good, good, good quiz feature. It, it was a good quiz feature. And I mean, Andrew, I managed to wedge Andrew Gilden in there. He's one of my favourite darts players because he looks like he brushes his teeth with Ron Seal. But, <laughs> and he's called Goldfinger. He's the man. The man with the minus touch. Because his name's Golding. Because his name's Golden and he walks at the gold by Spandau Ballet instead of Goldfinger by Shirley Bassey. The man's the man's all over the place and I really enjoy it. <laughs> Do you know what really annoys me is the fact that Luke Humphreys comes out to Cake by the Ocean. <laughs> what a terrible song. Terrible. Someone lifting the World Championship, lifting the Sid Waddell Trophy to Cake by the Ocean. I mean, that just is... I give Taylor his due. I, I despise the man. Well, I don't despise because I don't know him. But he annoyed the living daylights out of me just because he won everything. But the power was a banger. The power worked. Um... Speaking of uh, Cake by the Ocean, let's get back. <laughs> Slightly off piece there. Cake by the Ocean would be Hash Cake by the Canal, the Amsterdam version, as we head back there, as we head back to Ajax. Do what I did there? Yes. It's perfectly segued back in. Appreciate that, mate. Club Shop of Shame, but by right, yeah, we're back. <laughs> back to the Club Shop of Shame in Ajax. Right, so Ajax have put an end to football's funniest farce, which is um, Hendo of Arabia. Right, and I need to, I need to get this out there. I know there'll be a lot of I know there's a lot of people that listen to this who have Liverpool as their second team. So we need to dispel the myth, first of all, that built up over years that Jordan Henderson was good. He's not. He's a cart horse and he runs funny. So, he looked so are you, to be in that fair. Liverpool. Yeah, he looked passable in that Liverpool team because I'd look passable in midfield behind Mane, Salah and Firmino. Right? He's not very good. He's very bad. Very bad at football. And he runs funny. Funny, funny gait. But anyway, <laughs> he's, he's six months stint in Saudi Arabia that was definitely to grow the game and raise awareness of causes and not just for the rakes of money he was being paid has been ended by Ajax of Amsterdam now of course as it happens when a club makes a new signing a big name signing so it is I mean former Liverpool captain England you know he's captained England before you can understand why just because he's shit doesn't mean he's not a big name so you can understand why clubs want to look to cash in on this. Yeah. Ajax have actually got a section for Jordan Henderson on the website, on the merchandise website. So what would you think would be on there? 
shirts with Henderson on the back. Yeah, shit. Henderson's name on the back. Apparently he's a number six. But no, Ajax have to take it too far. In the words of Dr. Evil, how about no, <laughs> you crazy Dutch bastard? <laughs> they, they've, they've got... They've got like a range. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So I'm, the one I'm going to focus on, the Jordan Henderson duvet set. No. No, no, this, no, no, no. true. Mon's true. Mon's true. They've also got Jordan Henderson throw cushions and something, because I've gone on like a translated website. Oh, mugs. Mugs are on there. Yeah, very good. Um, nothing wrong with hocking mugs. Certainly not. They've got, they've got Ajax. Handoek Henderson. Now that's not translated, but it looks like a tarpaulin sheet. Like for water sports and stuff. I don't know. So I've sent you the screen grab. You get to work. You get translating. Because I'm going to go through the duvet cover. So basically, it's a duvet cover that looks like the back of an Ajax shirt with Henderson 6 on the back. Who wants this? Like, who? I'm not being funny. I get kids would want like crested bedding I get that that's normal for any specific player it's a bit odd for Jordan Henderson it's just it's just monstrous it was a towel like, not a tarpaulin sheet towel that doesn't look like it a dry that just looks like it had brushed a just play about right well th- th- right, there's a whole general theme now I'm going f- I'm going for the whole theme because it's not translating the descriptions. Um, so there's a towel that's just got the back of Jordan Henderson shirt on there. And throw pillows. It's just say Henderson 6 on there. Right? The mug's the same. Sam, have you got anything to add here before I start, before I start winding up? I'm trying to get on at the site, but I think it's a lot of fucking nonsense. Um, I'm reading an article. I'm looking at the Telegraph. AAF, a Dutch newspaper. Um, yes. I think that is the Telegraph, if I, if I know my Dutch. And, you might be right. And they've described them as a panic buy and no saviour, which... And I'd be inclined to agree. Uh, he follows in the footsteps of other field English players like Calvin Bassey and uh, Chuba Akpom. <laughs> and who? Uh, Chuba Akpom. Never heard of him. I've heard of him. I had no idea he went to Ajax. He's an extremely expensive gamble. It's not looking good for him, but a contrary report, uh, it is the fastest selling Ajax shirt. Of- I know they, I, I know they're all probably high, but I mean, there's no excuse. I was just going to say, if they're talking about a panic buy and not the answer and stuff like that, I'm just going to say, shame Ajax are having a bit of a mare. I had no idea, <coughs> excuse me, of the extent of the mare they were having in the Eredivisie this season. The fifth. 21 points behind PSV on top. AZ Alkmaar are above them in the league. Three point, well, one place and three points above them. And they lost to Dundee United. Immortalised in canvas form. <laughs> it was immortalised in canvas form. They also did spank him 7-0 in the return, um, which was very funny. It was a very good bit. Um, I mean, PSV are running away with it. Feyenoord, FC20, which was, of course, where... Um, Steve McLaren decided to put on a Dutch accent uh, instead of learning Dutch. We are not just on the dogs. We are, how you say, mesh of on the dogs. And that was funny. 
Um, the bed sheet. Yeah, they're having a bit of a. They're having a bit of a meh. I've just seen the cost of the bed sheets. A single bed sheet alone. Yeah, so I think we're I think we're at the stage where basically what we've come to the conclusion here is. I mean, it's going. It's all going in. The Jordan Henderson collection is going in. I mean, no question about it. It's weird. It's weird that Ajax are making such a big deal. It's weird for any player, right? It's weird that Ajax are making such a song and dance over an aging holding midfielder. Yeah, we're now going to get to the final clincher. Right, the mugs. Go with the mugs first. They're fourteen ninety-five. I'm assuming that's euros. I'm going to say that's on the pricey side. I don't think it's out of the ordinary, though. It's not farm shop it's mug expensive. No. Sorry? It's not farm shop mug expensive. No, it's not. Or Denby. Um, the throw cushions, 23 quid. I have, I have no frame of reference there. I've got some throw cushions. I'm assuming they weren't that much, or they might have been, but they didn't have Jordan Henderson's name plastered all over them. So I've no frame of reference there. Now we're getting into... Now we're getting into the big business. Now we're getting into the business end of proceedings. The towel, the Jordan Henderson towel, €32.95. Euros 28 quid, 29 quid, something like that. I buy my towels for about six quid out of Tesco. £28 to look like a wanker on holiday. Yes, that is exactly it. I mean, no wonder when, you know, it gets to scrim around the pool in Benidorm that, you know, the English and the Germans rule the roost over the Dutch. If, the, if that's the kind of pattern they're going with, or the kind of capers going in with, yeah, no chance. And here's the here's a clincher for a single bed sheet, or a single duvet, €54.95. Euros 95 cents. What's that? That's got to be about 50 quid, 48, 48 quid, 49 quid. I, well, yeah, somewhere between 47 quid and 50 quid. For a single bed sheet. For a bed sheet. Of Jordan Henderson short number. Henderson 6 on it. I would rather have Hot Dog Henderson <laughs> on my bed sheet. I'd rather have villain, Harry and the villain out of Bob Servant. <laughs> but I would rather have uh, Harry and the Hendersons, the classic 1990 movie <laughs> about Bigfoot. Ah, he was a sweetheart. Good film. <laughs> it was a good film. Very good film. Featuring John Lithgow. It does. He doesn't do a bad film. It doesn't. Uh, apart from that one with like Mark Wahlberg and... That's exactly the one I'm thinking about. Daddy's Home too. Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> what was the one where he had like dementia and something? When I say he doesn't do a bad film, um, I just threw that statement, a wild statement out there. He's done a lot of bad films. <laughs> Um, based entirely on Harry in the head <laughs> quite like Third Rock from the Sun when it was on the kind of the Channel 4 morning kind of because he used to have like either King of Queens um, Everyone Loves Raymond Third Rock from the Sun just on a constant like eight months loop. right do you know the, the class the, the, the peak lineup, the peak Channel 4 morning lineup. Cheers Early Doors Cheers Early Doors and then Everybody Loves Raymond I mean that's just that's just peak television. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, the old man, fucking hell. Uh, Frank Barrow, and and then you've got um, then Fraser afterwards. See, and then and then after that you should be at work. Fraser was too highbrow for me. To be fair, I never got in it. Fraser. I've just started watching Superstore on Netflix. That's pretty funny. 
Have you seen it? Oh, same so good. Yeah, really good. Anyway, anyway, completely off piece. We've talked for 13 minutes about absolutely nothing to do with St. George's, but that is the Craig Middleton's Club Shop of Shame for this week. We will see what he has discovered, because I also like it now, because it's just passed the buck on to him to try and find it for us every week. Yes. So That's very important. But also, if you would like to enter something in the Craig Middleton, you need to go through him, and then he can vet it and send it to us. So he's our, our new Club Shop of Shame middleman, and I'm all for it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was looking for an old Boyle. Cheers, Craig. Love you. And we've got one. Same for George O'Boyle and the Royal. Where have you seen St. Johnson players and what have they been doing? Who has fired one in this week, Dan? Anyway, so we don't like to keep going back to the same people unless it's club shop or shame. So we like to mix it up. We like to obviously get everyone involved. So this one's come to us from a listener called Meg Criddleton. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. If you have sent us one, because obviously we've been quite lax on this podcast for a year. Um, or this season we've obviously we've stuck going on we've not really we've been a bit more sporadic with how we've done the podcast so if you've sent us one and we've not read it out just either messages again just to remind us or something like that and we will pick it up it'll just make life a bit easier because I've forgotten where we're up to so if well. you have sent us one and we've not read it please send it back yeah. to us and we will we will read out your problem yeah we will and we endeavour to but we might just need a little bit of help on that. Um, and if you've got any new ones, get them in. Get them in. Saddle up, ride them in. Real hard. Right. <laughs> so this one's coming from Craig. Um, and <laughs> so the, the context to this is um, Craig and his girlfriend, Jenny. I'm now imagining Craig as Forrest Gump. Um, Jenny. I love you, Jenny. Um so Craig and um, do you know what Jenny and Forrest Gump had AIDS? Uh, well, she didn't die of was it? I thought it was hepatitis C. Um, was it? It was hepatitis in the book. That's what she died of. It might be AIDS. Uh, have you ever read that thing? The website is called uh, Poorly Described Films. Um, Go on. And Forrest Gump was described as um, drug addicted girl takes advantage of mentally challenged boy for three decades. It's, it's, you can dress it up how you want and you can stick in Elvis Presley and John F. Kennedy as much as you want. That's pretty much the gist of it. Yep, she absolutely used and abused Forrester and he was just a kind-hearted soul, the boy. He just wanted to cut the grass. Anyway, <laughs> and go running. Um, I just anyway. ran. Sorry. <laughs> Wherever I was going, <laughs> I was a running. Um, right. <laughs> it's funny enough, your best accent are the uh, people who are the lower IQ end of a new I mean, this is what this podcast has ended into increasingly poor Tom Hanks impressions. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> next week, Castaway. Um, <laughs> so Craig says, 
I got two. I got two messages in pretty quick succession. This is from back in November, so this is sort of an indication of where we're up to with our correspondence. Um, ninety-nine percent sure. I've just spotted Tony Gallagher in security at Edinburgh Airport. Confirmation to follow. Yeah. So Craig and Jenny were going for a bit of winter sun in the Canaries somewhere. So that was, and then seventeen minutes later, I got another text in. I've shown Jenny. A, I've <laughs> shown Jedi a photo of of him as an independent adjudicator. She has confirmed it was a sighting. I have not been able to track him down for further investigation and questioning. This is the level of commitment we need, right? Yeah. If, don't worry about your airport pints. If you're willing to forgo airport airport pints, it's for me to say, in order to hunt down second choice St. Johnston left backs. Yeah. If you're not willing to do that then what are you willing to do for us? Yeah, I, I cannot stress that highly enough. Maybe he was going for airport pints. Yeah, but big fan of Tony Gallagher. Was it Edinburgh Airport? Edinburgh Airport, yeah. I seen a hack the other day that if you go through security with a frozen bottle of water, they can't take it off you because it's not a liquid. Is that true or is that a total lot of pish? <laughs> I reckon that's bollocks, by the way. I think so, but it's not, technically it's a solid. It's not a, it's not a liquid, so they can't take it off you. Yeah, but it's it's a bit Hobson's choice, isn't it? Because it's going to have melted by that point anyway. Yeah, I suppose. Unless you paid for your yeah, fast track. But if you're paying for fast track, it'd be cheaper just buying a oh, bottle of water at the other side. You're flush. I know, I was going to say, unless you live next to the airport. Where does Tony Gallagher airport, today? Uh, I reckon he's, he, he was at Falkirk, wasn't he? He'd be around that area. Unless you lived in the airport... Much like Tom Hanks in the terminal. Did he have an accent in that one? I live in the terminal. It's a new feature. Hashtag Danny's Tom Hanks impressions. Right, go on. Give us a, give us a Tom Hanks film. We've got 10 minutes to fill before Ryan McGowan. Give us a Tom Hanks film. What's the one where he had AIDS? Keep it on that subject. Philadelphia. Did he have an accent in Philadelphia? I have AIDS. <laughs> Brilliant. This is what it's come to while we, while we wait for Ryan McGowan. Ryan McGowan? Ryan do you know what that? Do you know what that could be? A, a theme team about hair. Ryan McGrowan. Yes. Have we got a theme team kicking about spare? I don't know. We might do. But anyway, that we'll bindle them off for the next one. Hair. Hair is the theme next week. Could it be mullet, afro, shaving? But anyway, Ryan McGrowan. That's what I'm going for. Rudy Voller's. Rudy Voller play for sense. Yeah, but his hairstyle was one on its own. Um, the Mohican Slap Heady Malone Slap Heady No that's just Harry Maguire You could have gone Skin Heady No not Slab Head Went Slap Oh Slap Head I thought you said Slab Head Like Harry Maguire Slab Head You've got me saying it now Slap Heady Malone Yeah Ball David Oh you've got one Oh no it doesn't work did we have a did we have a player whose first name was Taylor? No, second Cleveland Taylor. Ah, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Cleveland. <sighs> yeah, no. Um... No, with Taylor Stevens. Yeah, I knew we had Taylor. Stevens. Yeah, of course we do. Um, Pony Taylor Stevens. Brilliant, brilliant, Dan. Great. So that is our feature next <laughs> week. Is here, basically because I couldn't pronounce Ryan McGowan. And speaking of which, I think it's time to get him on. Well, that sounds nice. Um. And do you know how we always talk about David Witherspoon being the greatest St. Johnson player of all time? Yeah, I mean, fuck him now, but... Yeah, but yeah, fuck him now, but... Um, 
he plays for Dundee United. Our, our next guest is Dundee United before him. Talk about Dun- um, David Witherspoon going to the World Cup. This guy's already done that. Winning the Scottish Cup two years before David even lifted it. And did, did David Witherspoon score? No, but this guy did. The only thing David Witherspoon done was probably get chicken pox at a young age. But And on that note, we would love to welcome to the Dogger Saints podcast, Ryan McGowan. How are you, fella? Are you okay? Oh, I'm great after that intro. That was a wonderful intro. That's off the cuff. We don't even write these down. We just we just go with go with our hearts. That's how we do it. Uh, I might steal that intro for future ones, if anyone ever questions me. <laughs> and to be fair, this is probably the best sounding guest we've had on the podcast because obviously your podcast equipment is probably much better than our low tech. <laughs> I'm actually just using my phone, so uh, maybe that's where you're going wrong. You're getting too tech savvy. Yeah, just, that's uh... it. We're, we're overthinking the process, I think. Exactly, exactly. But no, it's good to finally get on. I've only been at the club for 18 months waiting to get on this, and it's only taken you <laughs> that long to get me on. So it's a pleasure to be on, guys. Thank you very much. We've had to cut through a lot of red tape to get you to get you here, and uh, it didn't look likely at one point earlier on in the season. Um, we disappeared off the face of the planet, Ryan. What happened? Uh, yeah, it was vanished. <laughs> it was um, oh, it was just it's just it's football. That's what it is. But I got pulled in um before the Celtic game, I think it was. So was it the third game of the season, maybe the nil nil away one? No, we yeah, away one, yeah, and we just got beaten off Ross County and no one had played particularly well and got the dreaded the gaffer wants to see you um, on Friday morning so I was walking into his office thinking oh I might be dropped here or might not be playing and then um, he said listen you're not going to be in the squad for tomorrow I was like wow so I've gone from like starting to not even in the squad and then you only have a couple of seconds to process it. and I was thinking oh well maybe he's just like do you know what I just don't want to even put you on the bench like just you know you're out the squad and then in, and then the next thing he hit me with and I actually don't see you in my plans and I don't think you'll be playing as much as you want to moving forward so um, we're happy for you to, to look for a new club <laughs> well that's always which, what you want to hear isn't yeah. it yeah which um, had caught me right off guard to be <laughs> honest um, and also it was only I think the window then shut I think it was the following Wednesday so it was maybe what four or five days um, before the window shut so yeah it was it was an interesting time and you know I was very conscious of I, I, I didn't want to be um, what's the right term I didn't want to just be collecting a wage does that make sense yeah yeah you know yeah, I wanted yeah. to be like yeah. I wasn't just being like oh well fuck it. like I'm just going to stay here and they're going to pay my wages and I'm going to play that doesn't sit particularly well with me. So I was like, if I'm at, if I'm actually not going to play, I want to be somewhere that I'm playing, and I don't just want to be like, oh look, there's fucking that Ryan McGowan just swanning about and doing training. And I was also, you know, so I had the weekend to think about it, and went back in to see him on Monday, and I was like, I, I need to know, you know, if there's an absolute injury crisis, is there still a chance for me to play, or is it just that's me completely? You know, off to Siberia, never to be seen again. And to be fair to Mackie, he was like, "Listen, like, I don't see you playing as much as you probably want. Um, I see you playing as like." Told me a few different things, and he's like, "But yeah, there's you're probably gonna have, have to have a couple of injuries before you get a sniff." Um, so I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, I, I really enjoy St. Johnson. Like, it's a great group of boys really enjoy coming into training it's a bit of cliche but 
you know, I look forward to going into training. Got such a good group. Love everybody at the club. I was like, I just don't want to make any rash decisions in the next, well, this was Monday, so the next two days about leaving. Um, and I was like, I'm going to just reassess come January. You know, if it's still the same, then I'm going to have to to move on. But I just sort of give myself until January. And um, and yeah, and then I, I didn't really get a sniff at all. <laughs> No, Mac's credit. He, he didn't give me a sniff, and then it was actually I got on the bench, St. Mirren away, which was um, Mac's last game. And that was a um, dreadful day out as well. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> Not... Yeah, so I was on the I was on the bench then, and and then yeah. How do you? Uh, um, he lost his job, and but yeah, I had a, I had a good relation. Like you know, I text Mac when he when he lost his job to say like you know as much as it didn't work out you know me playing wise like I enjoyed his training I kind of got on well with him off the pitch and, and wished him all the best and, and he sent me a message back saying yeah like it was nothing personal it was just how it was and um, yeah you know that is football we've been around the block long enough to know that some managers you know prefer you some managers don't um, and that's just how it is but on a personal note yeah it was real difficult but I knew that I had to sort of again not the cliches but be a good teammate you know um, help the boys that were coming in. You know, the, we we brought in a lot of new boys that weren't maybe used to like the Scottish League and you know having to move and all those types of stuff. I've done that plenty of times throughout my career, so I was just making sure that you know that I was helping them as much as I can and keeping myself ticking over so that if I did get a chance, then I would hopefully take it. And that chance did come, but we will come to that very soon. Um, it must have been a lonely old time because. The season before, you obviously had a car school with Edwin David Witherspoon from Adam Montgomery, Chris Kane, yeah, um, and this season, uh, Callum Booth and Boothie as well. Um, but a lot of these guys out injured um, or left the club. So were you travelled in by yourself? No, I still had um, Kane and Boothie. We're still going there. Um, yeah, the car school took a bit of a hit. We also had we had to split it into two actually because we had um, Halberg as well. He was from Edinburgh. Oh, okay. So um, it, it we had to split it into two when Monty signed. So it went me, Spoonie, and Halberg, and then the other three loonies in the other cars. So um, and then that got shut down into to one this season, and now it's just uh, me and Kano. <laughs> that is it. So maybe that's maybe that's where it's gone wrong. Is the bloody car school <laughs> just getting everyone whipped out? That is it. It's got as a poison chalice of a vehicle, Danny. Ryan, do you know when you split it into two cars? Did you? Was it all a race to get in the car that wasn't Spoonie Citroen C4? You know, you, yeah. not on the embarrassment of rocking up to training in that. The family way. Yeah, and they just having to listen to Spoonie for forty-five minutes on the drive up, <laughs> just whinging about. But, but no, I actually don't. I think I was away. When it got sort well, when it got done to two, so I just got um, a message. But then it, it did change. It wasn't constantly like that because you know, like that. I think Kano and Boogie were injured, so they would sometimes have to go in early. So they would jump in together, and then the the ones that were fit and match days was a little bit different. But but yeah, now it's just um, me and Kano at the minute. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a slog sometimes in the morning having to listen to Kano driving on the way up. <laughs> We tried to, to fair, get. I feel sorry for sorry Sam. I feel sorry for Kano because he lives um, about two doors down from my best mate, and so yeah, my best mate's a pain in the ass. So 
yeah, I, I'd forgive uh, I'd forgive Kane off for anything really. We tried to get Chris Kane on the podcast, and he messaged said, hey, "I would love to, but I'm not very good at speaking." <laughs> What's his exact reply? <laughs> so um, I, can only, I can only feel your pain when it comes to that. Um, so as as you touched on there, that was football. Maka Maka left, he departed the club, and Alec Cleland uh, took temporary charge of the first match against Kilmarnock, and I think we were all a bit surprised to see you straight back in the first team. When was that news broken to you that you'd be going straight in? About an hour before kickoff. Okay. Um, so, so the squad list had gone back up, and I, and I was in the squad, but I'd been in the squad, like I said, on the Saint Mirren. Yeah. And then personally, I was just thinking, I, th- I think it would just be, I, you know, I was saying to the, I just don't think I'd get chucked straight back in. I think that would have been, I wasn't expecting it anyway. And then um, Eck hadn't spoken to me like you know the day before, or even when I like got to the stadium. So I was thinking I'll probably just be on the bench. And then he just named the team, and I was in it. And I was like, okay, that's good to be back into it. And he just came over to me in very Eck style and just said, um, "Put you back in. Use your experience. You would do well. I know you've not played in a while, but just use your experience to get through it and get us a win." That was it. And it was. And off you went. Danny. You can you can imagine Eck, right? Sort of hovering over you know that meme where the guy's sort of sweating over two buttons? Like any <laughs> Oh, you're frozen, Danny. Danny, you saw the ring? That's why it took him until an hour before. I, I got none of that, Danny. You froze. Did you get that round? Or did you... Oh sorry. Yeah, yeah, still there. Yeah, yeah sure. I got it. I got you, it. You, you know, a good problem, one. Sam. <laughs> oh, it must be me frozen in. Sorry. No, he just sweat. That'll be why it took him until an hour before, because he because he was still tossing up what to do, probably. Yeah. No. So yeah, I was delighted to get back in, and then it makes it even better that you know you then go on to win the game, and um, yeah, all of a sudden the world's back in back in your favor, and you know that is how quickly football can change, and it's it is a crazy sport or a crazy thing that we love isn't it because you know within a couple of games I think we'd won we got seven points from three games change of manager there was just a whole different feel around the around the club around the, you know the fans um, and uh, yeah it was a sort of good sort of period between then and um, Christmas time and then you decided to get chicken pox oh how you feel? How are you feeling now? How was how that week for you? It wasn't as bad as the ninety minutes on Saturday. Anyway, there you go. You, you brought it up. You brought it up. But we will <laughs> we will touch on that. Um, um, Adrian, yeah, what was no, the it response? It, 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 the, the chicken pox, sorry, or the or Saturday? Uh, yeah, we'll go for Saturday first of all. We'll we'll, we'll tear this bandaid off fairly sharpish. So yeah, Saturday we... Saturday is like so hard to explain because it just it probably looked like it, but it felt like it felt like I'd never met any of the boys before, and they had never met me before, and we had never played together, we'd never trained well. Like leading up to the game, we actually had trained really well. I know this is going to sound stupid, but like I was going into the game being like, we had a really good week's training. We worked on so many stuff. Like I was super confident going into the game. And then it was just fucking all went to shit, and we couldn't pass. Like, we honestly couldn't get three passes together. 
Um, and we just, yeah, we're just well beaten. And it's so frustrating. Like, obviously fans are frustrated. Like, I, I totally get that. But and I sometimes think that they probably think that we're not really that asked or, you know, some players come across that they're not bothered or that we weren't trying to win or, you know, all the stuff that, that fans chuck at you. But it's just, when you're playing, you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, how, why are we, why can we not pass it to each other? Like, why, they, they were just, they, were, they deserve to win. Of course they deserve to win. Yeah. There's nobody that watched that game that thought, oh, they, you know, they fluked it. But I think the frustrating thing is, you know, we've played in games before, you're not going to win every single game, but there is a there's a way of losing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we had just gone away from like everything that we had been good at, you know, in the previous a couple of months. And you know, we've lost games in then, but I think, you know, if you're working hard and if you're playing to assist them, we were just, you know, we had a massive video today about like we went through it all, and there's just so many things that were like so unlike us. And I guess the frustrating point is, you know, it's the Scottish Cup. Everyone wants to go on a cup run. Everyone wants to be successful in it, and and that's us knocked out, you know, at a bloody whimper. But I think it's also, you know, we need to make sure that it's a massive wake up call for us that we have to stick to the things that we've been successful at, you know, we're well, not even successful at, but that have done us well in the past couple of months. And we also need to make sure that you know the league is our our bread and butter. You know, we have to put that performance to bed. Um, we've got Aberdeen a couple of nights on Wednesday and then and then Motherwell so we're really looking to try and get six points and, and kickstart this second half of the season to you know to make sure that we, we shoot up the league and um, you know see if we can try and like this league's so crazy if you win say if we get nine points for the next three games all of a sudden you're looking at you know who's in fifth and who's in sixth and can we sneak in there but at the same time if you get none from nine then you're looking at you know Fucking, where's what's Livy doing? And what's you know, you're looking at other results trying to similar to last season where you're trying to get away from the playoff spot. So, you know, we, we definitely want to be looking up the way, but we know that we needed a million times better performance than, than at the weekend, which was unacceptable. That's it. Um, that's the way I said you can between take Rangers and Celtic at the league, you pretty much it's anybody can be anybody in the league, and it's just whoever's going to be the most consistent out of the lot there. Um, how, do you, how are you going to deal with Theo Bear on Saturday? He is a goal machine now. Yeah. I think we signed his brother. I think that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> i tell you what I do miss though, is Theo Bear's missus not being at the twin. games anymore. <laughs> no, but he's done, again, like this is, like, you know, players go to certain clubs and they do particularly well and then they go to other clubs and they don't. You actually see that at like, the highest highest level yeah. um, and it just becomes even more so at, at, at this level but yeah you know he's he's done particularly well this season he's you know he's scored a couple of goals he's he's always has been a, a confidence player um, and you could, you could even see that in training you know there, there were certain times in training that you go a week and you're like well he's you know pushing for a starting place and then other weeks in training you'd be like like who's paying this guy like how was he playing you know he he was so up and down but it, it was a massive confidence boost and I think probably for him moving out you know moving to Motherwell um, sort of new team new club new coach new players you know he probably needed that for his for his career and 
um, yeah, I'm for one, I, I got on well with him. I'm delighted that he, he is doing well, but um, yeah, hopefully he has an absolute stinker on on Saturday and um, we can beat them. Same as Monty as well. Of course, yeah. Judas. Uh, yeah, no. they're, they're just trying to bring get the old uh, get the old band back together. That's it. Since last season, they're just trying to reform that Motherwell. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> yeah, um, listen, all them new things about new things for feel like positives. The only thing is for me, I still live in fucking Motherwell. Um, <laughs> but me, um, just something I was interested in, Ryan. Just from a pro's perspective. Um, not harking back to Saturday so much, but you know, looking forward next few games and trying to get on a run. Is it difficult coming back after the break? Is it difficult to get to get going again? Do you think? Because you've done it a few times. Actually, they've announced today they're getting rid of the break next season. Is it a, is it a help or a hindrance? It's it's a bit of both. So I was trying to. I didn't. Well, I didn't play well on Saturday, and I didn't. I didn't feel good on Saturday and I was trying to work out if that was the break you know I hadn't played since I think it was before Christmas and Chicken Fox so I was trying to work out which one of the three it was that that made me perform the way I performed um, but I yeah I don't know we, we spoke about that today as a group you know, and it was maybe maybe knocked us off our rhythm a little bit um, you know, footballers are well known not to be the brightest bunch. So that you know, it could have been you know two weeks of way sort of goldfish mentality. Everyone's forgot what we were doing before the break. But I, I don't know. Sometimes it's good because it, you do get that little bit of a reset. You get to get away. Um, you know, it's a terrible time of year for like weather and pitches and training and. Um, so sometimes it is good but yeah I think probably looking back it, it maybe knocked us off our rhythm a little bit um, but yeah personally I, I don't mind it because you, you get I think we got a week off a week off I think we got um, so that you know that's good very rarely do you get any kind of time off throughout the throughout the season so that is kind of good but um, yeah at the same time I think you know the way that we've been playing leading up to the break we probably would have just if we had ideal world just keep playing games and, and keep sort of you know we're turning we're getting a few good results so yeah it's a catch 22 ask me after five or six games we better not do what we did fucking last year and not win a game after the break last <laughs> yeah, season all went to fucking shit after the, the January break um, speaking of pitches and the terrible time for weather you obviously played for Dundee is, was the Dens pitch always a fucking quagmire or is it is this just a new thing <laughs> it was actually alright when I was there I was only there for a couple of, I think I went into Jan, into January to the end of the season so but there was no real issues when I was when I was there but yeah they're having a bit of a hard time at it isn't it at the getting their pitch sorted um, so yeah I don't know if they're going to change that game you know yeah I've seen, I think I've seen it on Twitter somewhere yeah, I think somebody said, suggested that we play it on the Scottish Cup weekend of the tenth because uh, both of the both pods are out the Scottish, so we can play it on that day. Because if not, it's going to ruin a lot of people's Valentine's Day. I feel. Yeah, well, used two big love birds will be. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's not that. 
that's don't let anyone let you believe it's the reason that's the reason because it's valentine's day and they're getting bother off the miss or the partner or whatever no what it is it's when it switched to a saturday so we get a day on the piss in dundee yoto here yeah. we go that's literally what everyone wants to do isn't it really yeah. like even as players you want like don't want to be playing on a wednesday night in dundee when the option's there for like an extra couple of thousand to be at the game proper good atmosphere you know, like you want to play on the Saturday three o'clock. That's when you don't. Don't get me wrong. I do love a, a, a night game, and you know sometimes the atmosphere can be better. But I think, oh, I don't know. Sometimes it's so much common sense that they won't do it. But um, there's probably a reason why they they won't be able to do it, or they will be able to do it. But yeah, I think for everybody, both sets of supporters, both sets of players, would probably prefer to play on the. The Saturday at three o'clock have a real good sort of atmosphere at the game. A lot of people go through, like you said, make a proper day of it, um, get on the piss and and watch us beat them. Hopefully, damn, that'll be close. You're on about atmosphere, yeah. Atmospheres through at um, night games at Dundee. You weren't. Um, I think it was the season before you turned up, but uh, when Griffiths kicked a flare back into our end, that was a good atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the event. Utter chaos, but um, yeah, if the game does get moved, Dan, we can go see Mean Girls too, and I'll be big spin about that. Yeah, we change that'll be nice. Um, I want to touch on a point. We won't take up way too much more of your time, uh, Ryan. Really appreciate it. Um, you touched no, on the point, okay. uh, okay. Elrond, when you you spoke to Maka and you were thinking you might get punted off to Siberia. Now, Kuwait is uh, a country that I've not got too much knowledge of footballing wise, but yet you, you have played in China, Kuwait. Australia what was the, the reasons and thinking behind these moves just just for funsies uh, you said you don't want to take up much of my time then you just asked me about all my career moves it's going to take me about 10 <laughs> minutes to go through all the clubs alright I'll sum it down to one why. sentence why, why Kuwait um, why, so to start with I was people forget I was actually relatively decent when I was a kid um, so the, the first Chinese club actually bought me from Hearts. Um, so that's the first reason why I went there. And Hearts was skin. So they basically had told me in the December, whoever offers the most money, you're going. So that was the first reason I went to China. And then also got bought again. It was also pretty good when I was a kid. When I was at Dundee United, another Chinese team bought me. And then now we're trying to think where we're going. And then came back again. Went to Dubai for a, six months. That was a good time. Um, <laughs> I bet. And then went from Dubai to Bradford, which is one of those <laughs> ones I'm going <laughs> every day some nights I just wake up in a cold sweat being like what, what happened yeah. from Dubai to Bradford yeah. the Ryan McGowan story that is the name of your book when you're finished when you finish your um, yes I was uh, don't know what was going on then um, and then went back to Australia for a bit which was good spent two years in Sydney and then my contract was up at Sydney and it was kind of around the COVID times and the A-League was taking a little bit of a hit you know they were making a lot of like cuts and it was just a little bit of uncertainty so um, I was actually looking to try and come back to somewhere in the UK um, 
but everyone had remembered what I was like at Dundee United and Dundee and wasn't giving me a sniff. <laughs> so I uh, agent called up. No, I got called back into the national team. That was what it was. This is actually a good story. So Thanks. I got called back into the national team um, and we had a compressed like tournament in Kuwait. So we had to play because we had loads of qualifying games. They just took us there for like a month. We, I think we played five or six games in two weeks. Oh, wow. And I played against Kuwait in the first game and the president of the Kuwait club was there. Um, and I would say that he was on the beers watching it, but you can't drink in Kuwait. But for some reason, he was like, I quite like that guy there. Uh, what's his situation? I was coming out of contract, and um, that's how that happens. So they see me play against Kuwait. And um, yeah, next thing, we went there for a season before coming to Saints. Were you, am I making this up? Were you linked for Rangers at one point when you were at Hearts? Or have I made that yep. up? No, no, it's good. You've been doing the research, have you? <laughs> on Google. This is me. This is no, me. Yeah. I'm all over um, it. No, I remember it from the time. It was, it was you and another, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was me and Temps, David Templeton. Oh, David Templeton, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Hearts accepted a bid for, for both of us. Um, and I went down to Murray Park. And then I found out that they actually paid more for temps. So I was like, that's not, I'm not going there. If Cheers you think temps is a better player than me. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I, I ended up not going there. So I um, spoke with Ali McCoyst and at the time Rangers were in the third division. Um, and I had just got, I think I just got my first cap for Australia. Okay. Yeah, that would not be um, And I was just, yeah, I, I wasn't, I didn't want to do that at that time. So I said, um, so I said no, and then um, yeah, the hierarchy wasn't too pleased at Hearts because obviously they were they were needing the money, and then that's when they said, well, in January you'll be you'll definitely be going to the to the highest bidder. So um, yeah, that's the wild world of football. Is, uh, it's indeed well trampled. Quite crazy. You've done the Tayside hat trick yeah. though. There's not many players that can say they've done that. Yeah. That's true. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> the fact um, that we don't, we Saints fans don't generally hate you, which is, well, actually, I say generally now, none of them hate you, so that's not a bad thing at all. Because usually when we say next Dundee or Dundee United players, they, they come with a bit of baggage, but no, you've you kind of passed that test. Danny? Yeah, so while we're on, uh, while we're on Ryan McGowan's World Travels, um, just, this is purely for my own indulgence because there's another sport that I've, like as much as football um, or love as much as football you know growing up in Australia yeah. you're all like totally sport daft was it always football or was there another was there another path you could have nah. gone down it seems like every Australian sportsman could have made it as something else in another sport you got you yeah. talking about cricket here yeah I'm going to talk about cricket ugh <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you play cricket in the summer. That's everybody does. Everyone plays cricket in the summer. That's just when you're born and you get your passport as part of your passport that you have to play in the summer. <laughs> um so everyone played as a kid in the summer. Um but yeah, I was more always at AFL, you know, the Aussie rules. Yeah. Played a little bit of that. But that's a little bit too rough. 
it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh. Have you ever watched Shin Tea up here? If nobody's ever watched it, just type it in YouTube and then just shudder at it all. Um, in Adelaide, there was no like rugby league because rugby league and rugby union is quite big, but that's more than like the Eastern States. So it was maybe only um, AFL, but I also found that that was a little bit, I don't want to say easy, but like Dylan and I played for a few, like, you know, like your, your local team, but it was, it's very like basic type of game. Um, but we were always kind of football daft and, and that's all we wanted to do and all we wanted to play. So probably Dylan, probably more than me could have played AFL. He was, he was very good at, at AFL. Um, but yeah, I was probably, I don't think I was good enough to make it cricket wise. Um, and then, yeah, AFL, probably if I put my head to it, I could have maybe made a semi-decent career in AFL, but that's just like so much running and so much like yeah. gym and they're just different athletes. So, um, yeah, I just always wanted to be a to be a footballer and try and make it a career out of it. Um, You've certainly done yeah, that. That was my dream as a kid. So, yeah, lucky enough to have, to have done that for a little while now. Well, being Edinburgh-based, I've got a question I needed to ask you. Uh, on the 1st of January, I spent it in the Dean Tavern in Newton Grange. Have you ever been there at New Year, or are you aware of it? Dean Tavern, Newton Grange, no. Should I? It's, you probably may not have heard of it, but it's it's tremendous, and I thoroughly recommend it for a, a January 1st day out. Oh, okay. My lady friend's yeah. from Dalkeith, so um, that's where she took me. Is she? Yeah. It's a posh part. No? Dalkeith's a bit of a shithole. There's no such thing as a posh part in Dalkeith, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Honestly, her row of houses are fairly decent. I'll, I'll give it that much. Because um, when I drove in, I was like, Jesus, like, it's like Beirut. But um, <laughs> her bit was okay. I'll, I'll give her pass marks for that. But that's my recommendation, the Dean Tavern in Newton Grange. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up. <laughs> we will wrap up uh, this conversation by giving you, obviously, it's a January window and some new guys have came in. Um, uh, Benji, David and Per from Villa. How have they settled in since they've came in? So I've only seen Kerr today because okay. he because I had the chicken pox when he came in and then he got injured. Oh. So today, today was the first time I've seen him. Um, the other two uh, yeah, the, they've seen good good guys, um, good around the group. They'll need a little bit of time to, to get bedded, bedded in and, and get used to how we want to play and you know Scottish football um, you know I think um, you've seen flashes of what Benji can bring at, at the weekend in terms of his pace and, and running in behind which you know I think the gaffer had spoken about earlier he wants you know different types of strikers and, and ones that can kind of complement each other we we don't particularly have that so now we do have that sort of box tick there's you know, a, a pacey striker that can try and stretch teams out a little bit Um and, and David's got good experience and he's played at a high level for for a long long time he's at a good age internationalists um, so he had a little bit of a knock on his foot so he's been a little bit in and out of training but you know he's a, another good good player to have in and, and adds that little bit of depth to it and I think that's what you need you know you, you've seen that we've had a fair amount of injuries or suspensions throughout the season so what you want to do is be able to bring players in that are is not a massive drop in levels. I think that's important for the teams. Um, if you want to do well, you know, when you're making subs, it, it's not a big drop down in, in terms of that kind of performance. So 
I think that's what the gaffer's doing. And, you know, I think you also need to give Macker a little bit of credit. You know, the players that he brought in over the summer, you'd probably yeah. say that probably 80%, 90% of the boys have, have done really well and, and have turned out to be really good signings. So, you know, as much as it didn't end particularly well for him or, you know, personally, I didn't play much. I think, you know, what he did for the club, even at the tail end of last year, you know, sort of steadying the ship and then and the players that he's brought in, um, you know, I think that should be put on record that he's that he has done well in that in that window and the players that he's brought in have have improved us and helped us. So, um, yeah, you don't, you don't mean that. You think he's a shite bag? What's that? You don't mean that. You think he's a shite bag for dropping you? Just admit it. It's fine. Nah, I, I was <laughs> trust me. There was a few times I was very close to knocking on his door, being like, "Fucking hell!" Like, let's just put this to bed. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a world beater, but I feel like I can. That's probably the most frustrated I've ever been in my career, is Absolutely. having to like, because when you're injured, you can't affect the game. You just know that you can't affect it, even if you wanted to do it. But what was my biggest frustration was not that I was a striker and could score us ten or fifteen goals. I just felt that I could help the team or or be some kind of, you know, positive influence. Um, but you know, just not being selected was, yeah, it was, it was probably the most frustrated I think I've been in my career. And, um, yeah, yeah. lucky enough, well, lucky enough for me, it didn't work out and change a manager and get playing again. And everything is good. I hope you weren't knocking on his door for a fight because I would, I'm not going to lie to you, Ryan, I would, I would pick Mac on a fight over most people. He's hard as fuck. But we, um, we thank yes, you for I your, would not be no, <laughs> But Ryan, we thank you for your time. Uh, really, really appreciate it. All the best for the season. Let's put Saturday to bed and look forward to the rest of the campaign. Starting on Wednesday against Aberdeen, we'll be delighted to see you out in the pitch. And thank you again for your time, Ryan. Really appreciate it, mate. No worries. Hopefully, it's, it's not another money. eighteen months until you invite me back on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hopefully, any it'll time. be any time you like. Throw another player in the bus if you can think of any players that would be decent other than Chris Kane who can't speak. Apparently, send them our way. You'll be struggling. Have a great. <laughs> Good but, man. Yeah, I'll um, I'll keep an ear out for us and, and see if we can get them. Good man. Get thanks. Another. Yes. Thanks again, Good my worry. friend. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, buddy. See you Wednesday. Bye bye. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ryan McGowan, what a lovely fella. Ah, tremendous! What a tremendous guy. Um, oh, time for another callback to our earlier episodes, where I just call everyone who comes on a lovely fella. <laughs> you did. The best guess ever. Do, do you know what I got called out on recently? Um, Andy Miller was glad we dropped the dinosaur. What was your favourite dinosaur chat? Because no matter what dinosaur they said, I always said that is the best dinosaur. And that really annoyed him. Yeah. You are a people pleaser. Uh, you, you, you are. You, yeah. You are. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But we thank you, Ryan, for coming on. He's not going to be a stranger. Hopefully we'll hear more of him. And if Dan ever goes in a huff again and I have to get Sam Potter, he is out. Ryan McGowan is in. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one person who went in a hole there, my friend, <laughs> and it was not your old pal Danny Williams. Most I certainly. went in the hole. You went in the hole. Speaking of going in a half, I might go in a half on Wednesday if St. Johnson do not come up winners against Aberdeen. But oh man, I'm so invested. I'm going to start smashing plates if we don't win. Oh, I tell you what, I will be angry. I, I don't know an awful lot about Aberdeen. I don't really care, but I know somebody that does care very much about Aberdeen and we are delighted for her to be making her debut on the Dogger Saints podcast. Evan Grieve, how are you? Hello, I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. Now, 
Can I see your nails a second, please? Not that exciting at the moment. They are lengthy. Quite a, well, I need them for all the all the typing I'm doing. Find do all these awful tweets. <laughs> that is it. Do you, do you use the, do you actually type with your nails? Or do you use your yeah, fingers? So, well, yeah, like I'm a job for typing. You get used to it. I think I am quite a loud typer. Yeah, you get used to them. Well, Erin, it's have a yeah, pleasure nice having you on the... set for when we're in the Scottish Cup final. Yes, well, very much we will get on to that. Danny, sorry you've got your hands up. This is how we work. Right. Just just before we go, I've got a ball to pick with you, Erin. Oh, where, yeah. Where, uh -huh. were you, where were you last Wednesday at the Open Goal thing? It's just because Sam didn't turn up. Was Sam not there either? I wasn't there. No, that. it was me. No, they, 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 had to send, they had to send in the reserves from both Perth and Aberdeen, apparently. Um, actually, we'll need to have a look and see who was on because obviously recognised a few in the preview. The guy, the Livingston guy, Ewan, he is really nice, yeah. but I suspect next season we won't be seeing much of Livingston. No, it was Ro Ro young Robbie from... He's a good lad. Yeah. yeah, he's a good lad. Really nice lad. But as we say, we might not see Livingston. Is that what we're both hoping? Or are you looking up the table, Erin? Uh, I think Livingston will probably go down. I actually had St Johnston in my going to be difficult bracket, but I think you'll probably be all right. Fingers crossed. How would you review? I had you in my Saturday. Last season, I think I had you uh, to be bottom and go down, but I think you will probably be okay. We discussed it, didn't we, at the start of the season at the fans forum, and when Saints had just been kind of battered out of the league cup. Uh, really, really struggled, and I was I was as nailed on relegation candidates. Now we've kind of turned it around a wee bit, but how would you look at Aberdeen's season so far? Because it's surely for you, it's got to be a bit disappointing. League form, certainly not. It's been a, a very odd one. League has been we've only won six games. Yeah, I feel absolutely mad. So we played. Um, we're getting on to having played everyone twice. We still haven't actually played Dundee, but. Other than that, we actually have played pretty much two full rounds of pictures and we've had six wins. How have we played everyone in only one six games? But um, we had a 3-1 Ibrox, brilliant. We had a good away win. Motherwell, we came back to beat Hearts, but then there's been a lot of rubbish. Europe has been busy. Europe's a lot, it is. Like, mm -hmm. to do Thursday, Sunday, every week, even for clubs with huge squads, Europe's difficult. Um, and then we had a good cup run, so we've been quite busy. We've also had loads of postponements, so we're now just going to play ten times a week or something until March. Twice a day, they should do it like baseball, where they like they do double headers, like two games in a day, one in the afternoon, one at night. That's it would be as well. We'll play Dundee. We'll just do all three against Dundee in one day. We're playing you end of February as well. Yeah. In a planned fixture, because yeah. this one is obviously the one that was switched from the cup final. Mm -hmm. That's right. Which we I presume you were through that day. Do you know what? I, was, I actually thought we were going to do it. That's the worst thing. I was really excited and I thought, we're going to win this. Oh. That was the hard bit. And do you know what? See, if we'd scored first, I reckon we would have done. It was a 1 0 game, 100%. It's the hope it kills you, isn't it? I was really excited as well because it is, yeah, it's a tough one. Get to a cup final, you're just, you're very close. At least you get to you see. You don't get finals that often. We've not been at a cup final since 2014. Oh, Sheen. Do we get to That's final in 18? Celtics beat us in the League Cup final in 18, I think. 1 0, yeah. At least you get to see your team in a final at Hamden, though. We just got riddled with COVID during that time, and we won two of them. I know, I always feel bad for you for that. And I've oh. asked this before, and I've said to Johnson fans, would you accept going down, having won those two cups? If you'd gone down the next season, would you have been, well, we won the two cups? We kind of said it before we won the second cup, we would have accepted relegation to do the double. I don't think you did that, but I did. I wouldn't, but I think that's only because oh. Aberdeen have never been down. So yeah. it's more I, of a big, yeah. I wouldn't have done 
Because, right, this is going to sound really petty and really daft, but I'm a pretty petty and daft man. So I wouldn't accept it under the circumstances that we won it because we weren't there. Had we been there and had the days out and had the buzz of all that, then, yeah, I'd have yeah, I'd have talked going down. Actually, Because you've got to go to Hamden and see your team win twice, lift two cups. Yeah. Yeah, the COVID thing, I do feel sorry for you for that. It's not the same, is it? I don't, because we've had ample opportunity to do something in a cup since and just keep getting knocked out in the first round, so... We've not won a Scottish you Cup. You are very... Since you won the two cups, you're very anti-cup. Yeah, very anti-cup. We've not won a Scottish Cup tie since beating Hibs in the final, knocked out to Kelty three years ago, to Rangers last season, Airdrie this season, first round of asking every time. It's gone to... Act. That is a bad start. Oh. It's a great stat, but not for Saints fans. That, that is not good. We fell in the first, last, I mean, the year after, like 21 22, we got to the semi finals of the League Cup. But then since then, we've not got out of the groups. And we, the, in fact, that's a good point as well. We didn't actually have to play in the groups that year, so we only won two, <laughs> we won two games to get to Hamden again. Talking about. Oh, yeah, that's true, isn't it? If you're not in the League Cup groups, you had two wins to each Hamden. Really, yeah, really we beat Sterling and Ross County and then suddenly we're at going to Hamden to play Hibs. Our both from Dundee. Yeah. One where Lee Griffiths kicked oh, the flare into the crowd, wasn't it? Sorry? It was the game yeah. where Lee Griffiths oh, yeah, kicked Griffith. the flare into yeah, the crowd. And that our, our Brove game that we should have lost anyway. That's the whole pressure about um, semi-final thing at Hamden, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have it at Easter Road. But, Easter Road oh, I'd be happy for only the final to be at Hamden. In fact, I don't actually really like Hamden as a ground, but if we're having finals, they're fine. But I don't think the semi should be there as well. If we're, on about, if we're on about trade-offs, going back to Aberdeen, someone gives you this first half of the season. By the way, six wins, and you're moaning about I'd bite your hand off for six. Give me all those six wins. Because we won about three. Mm-hmm. You can have the first half of the season where you go into Europe and you actually don't just, you know, you actually do quite well. Mm-hmm. You get to the cup final, mm-hmm. but you're going to be really shit in the league. How you take it on the, on the proviso that you actually, once you're inevitably out of Europe and that first cup's out of way, do you take it on the sort of proviso that you'd probably get better in the league second half of the season? Yeah, um, I think so. The whole Europe thing, everyone's like, oh, we'll get a rest. We're still going to have to play twice a week. Basically, Pretty much, I think we've got two free midweeks now until the international break in March. That's a lot of games. Do I think we will be better? Though? Yeah. I think so. Um, I don't think we can do much business, but I think there have been a lot of excuses and fans are kind of sick of them. We must have run out of excuses. There cannot be another one. So in that way, we're just going to have to start winning games. And I think we know that we do have to win games now. Um, I would take... Europe was good. It was actually really good. We should have won the, two, the other two home ones, which is the annoying thing and we could have been through. Um, and the cup was good. We got to cup final. So... Yes, that's all fine. I'm happy with that on the basis that I think we probably will pick up the league form. Before we talk about the given Wednesday, I just want to touch on one point you mentioned that you don't really like Hamden. I remember bumping into you, Aaron, outside Hamden uh, before the Georgia game. Oh, God, I didn't like that. That uh, was horrendous. The wettest of all the games. Um, I, could, like, I got home and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll get home. Because also, you end up cold, even though it was June. I got home and I was like, I'm going to have a shower. Yeah. It'll be so nice. It'll feel lovely. No, I was like, no, I hate it. I'm still not, I just want to be dry. No more. But in the shower, and I was like, no, I can't do this. It was horrible. Like, honestly, never experienced rain like that. That's why. Not I, in this 
country. It's absolutely insane. It was ridiculous. That's like when we had miles. Um, the two games I'd gotten tickets for was the Spain game, which you couldn't go the day before because you ended up getting chicken pox, and the Georgia game. So I've kind of ruined them for for Scotland games. I think we never even made kick off. Like we got into the ground, we missed a goal, and then by the time we got in, and then we left before because he was just sitting there freezing his tits off, and I'm like, nah, up the road, and uh, watched it on telly. But yeah, Hamden, not for me. But anyway, uh, we I died. Can't see the pitch too far away. Barry Robson saw the guy. No. no, not not been for some time. No, but what will happen is I think we're at a game by game basis now, whereby I think probably it's very hard to get away with a loss now because realistically we know that we need points in the league, and it's not a we should be beating everyone, but we know that we are in desperate need of points, and so we should be performing and picking up points. And then the Scottish Cup, we have the easiest draw we could have had, um, and so I'm right. Europe's done now got to League Cup final, move on. I think surely if there is a loss, that is going to be, I think it's going to be hard for them to say that they're, I mean, how many games do you give? How many losses? The thing is as well, there's been quite a lot of points where it's been, I think, pretty close and then we'll scrape a win out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so it drags on and on. But um, if we can go on a streak, a run like we did last year, seven game winning streak, brilliant, great. But I'm just not, 100% on it but we'll see I think the winter break might actually be helpful this year some time off get everyone back Friday was okay yeah. professional enough I mean you wouldn't like it's not a game you go watch the highlights of it wasn't particularly exciting but 2-0 job done no dramas no injuries yeah and then that's the league and the league is now important because we need to I mean the thing is if we win our games in hand we'll go fourth that's just so tight. but at least you've, you've also got Adrian Considine uh, rocking up on Wednesday as well to he tried his best to score at Pittodre in the season before Pesky Var ruled it out for I think I know, the craziest offside in the, in the world but um, he tried his best for you got to be confident about Saturday looking at Saints form before and after the winter break yeah do I think we will beat you on Wednesday yeah I, th- I think we probably well I don't know it's never a good game is it it's always a 1-0 and it's always absolutely dire yeah Not, I don't remember the last time I went to Dermot Park and I was like oh what a thriller um also, this weather is worrying. Yeah. The game can't go off because we're really struggling to genuinely find a chance to play any of these games. Because yeah. we've had to slot in all our rearranged ones. So I think there's two full midweek cards when we play Rangers and then when we play you at home at the end of February are full cards. But other than that, we're pretty much playing every week anyway. So hopefully the weather, I mean, in the wind like this, us, Aberdeen St. John's, did you see the drop to early in the season? Yeah. Absolutely dire. It's going to be a terrible, terrible time for everyone. Well, cancelled that. I was in New York at the time watching oh. on my iPad, drinking a cocktail, and I was absolutely loving life. Not the game. Well, though. honestly, it's just a turgid game. I don't think Wednesday is going to be one that anyone would focus on the telly. It will be fine. I think we will probably win 1 0, 2 1. I can't see it being a big scoring game. It really is. I think the problem. And I've seen any of your games or highlights. You seem to have lost quite a lot of players after that cup run, and still not replaced them. Well, we have replaced them, but yeah. with, with donkeys. Yeah, they don't seem. I mean, I love Andy Goldstein, but he's obviously getting towards the end of his career. And I think a lot of the players that you lost that were very good haven't. You haven't really got a like for like placement for. And obviously, mm-hmm. I think I do get if you win two cups. Obviously, you've got quite a lot of goodwill there. But I also think if you win two cups and you practically go down, 
How, how long do you cling on to manager because they won two cups for? We, cl- we clung on too long, I think. But, that um, was bizarre to me, how long that long. lasted. Do you know what? That can all be summed up by the fact we tried to replace Ali McCann. Still, just, I, I still just hope that one day, I still every time I go on McDermott, I'm like, Ali might be back. Ali might come on the pitch today. He was that good. Yeah, we replaced him with um, Cammy McPherson, and and that 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 didn't work out. We've actually got Matty Smith now, and Matty Smith's quite good. Yeah, it was like a combination of Cammy McPherson and Ali Crawford to try and replace Ali McCann. All the alleys, it, none it, of the skill. It, it was bad. Both teams were just, it was just a terrible game. Yeah. It's one of those ones where we could have still been playing it now and I don't think we would have scored. But overall, I think probably, I, I think, yeah, Wednesday 2 1 1 0. I was going to ask you so. for your prediction there, but you've given it. But I'll tell you what, this has not been a great advert for Scottish football. Wednesday's game. If you're a if you're yeah, a neutral, you know John, don't bother. It's not on the telly, thankfully. No, if not one for the telly. No, not one. It's going to be like do you know at the start of sports when it comes up all the fixtures. What order they're going to be in? Hundred percent. It's the last oh, game. Bottom. Oh, bottom. Always, and do you know what? I would even complain. Ultra hot and William Miller was uh, no, because one you won one nil, and William Miller was. I think you needed at least a draw to avoid going straight down. It was when you were in the yeah. playoffs. Dundee went straight down because they had lost the night before or they won the night. Basically, a draw wasn't enough for you. And we were safe. We were 10th regardless. So we didn't really care. And we lost 1-0. And there were no steak and cheese pies. The traffic coming out was horrendous. The McFlurry that I got on the way home was the highlight. And Willie Miller said, if you'd been on your back garden, you shut the curtains. Well, that 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 sums up a lot of St. Johnson games. But try that back every single week. So, yeah, actually... I feel better about the second half of the season. Less worried. But who knows? Anything can happen. As we say, 5-4. I would take a 5-all draw. A 6-all draw. I a triple not. Tresmond. I would... Oh. Do you know what I'd take? I'd take one. I just want, we just need three points. We need to start getting some points. Um, and we might not, of course, might not be back to McDermott part of the season, hopefully. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that you won't be. That's fair. Erin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Don't be a stranger. Please come back on and see us maybe um, next week or the week after. You can gloat about how you were absolutely right. No, um, don't, because I've, I've said I'm confident about it and I will lose and then I'll just have to block you. And, and oh, our, sorry, I'm really busy. I've got a lot on. I'm not sure if you've heard. We're playing nine games a week. To be fair, in our last episode, Danny said that we'd win the Scottish Cup. That was his bold prediction. Well, I, mean, we're no. putting, well I can tell you, you're definitely not. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I've worked that one out. Can I make my bold prediction this week? Is it uh, about... Aberdeen are going in the Scottish Cup? No, 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 it's not. Um, It'll be Celtic. Can, it, can I make it about this game? Go on. Danny's bold prediction St. Johnson versus Aberdeen, go for it. Saints will win 1 0. It's not that bold. It's not that mental, no. I mean, no, it's not bold at all. Uh, no, okay. Saints are going to win 4 1. <laughs> that, that's bold. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll just see about that, won't we? That's very bold. And then. Thank you very much for joining us in your evening. Go enjoy Thank yourself. You and enjoy your 45 matches in the next 30 days. Oh, I'll enjoy my steak and shoot so pie, though. Oh, there's your advert for Scottish football right there. Erin, Thank you very much. Thank you again, my darling. See you later on. Bye. Bye. See ya. Erin, what a lassie. Good egg. Oh, tremendous egg. Really is. And, uh, a lovely fella. I, I missed... <laughs> a lovely fella. What a lovely fella. Um, not... No, honestly, it's great. I've, I've missed um, I've missed this because we see this quite a lot. We got over, you know, we go on other podcasts and we get folk from other podcasts on on here, and 
you know, opposition teams. It's it's great. Um, we've had some good ones recently. Aaron, Aaron was a good one. Um, Grant, uh, the Rangers fella, the most knowledgeable man in the world about football. Yeah, like Rain Man of Rangers. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rangers so man. Um, Rain Rain Jers man. Um, but yeah, no. So it's great. I uh, really enjoy chatting. chatting to him. I always enjoy chatting. To him, so does. Good, 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 good stuff. Good podcast this week, mate. Good I think podcast. A lot of content. But we have come to the end of said podcast. Um, announcement section. As always, we will discuss. We're very much against the time, but we'll discuss food banks. Yeah, I was actually going to come in and sing. Um, Come to the end of the road, by boys to men. But that- I'm wasting time here. Right. Um, yeah, food bank, food bank. We're back. We're back. We're better than ever. I think. I, um, honestly, before Christmas, it was unbelievable. You gave me a pain in my heart drive with your generosity. But we need to keep going. We've had, you know, like a month, six weeks now, really, without it. And we we need this for the people in our community. We need to get going again. I will need your help. And boy, you, you know what? I live to give, and so do you guys. And that's what I love. So we're there, Aberdeen game. I think we've got a six o'clock start. Just come by, swing by before kickoff. Swing by, see us. We've got a good squad out. Uh, and then um, Saturday again, the Motherwell game. When we've got, uh, I'd say the Minish squad, because I'm in hospitality, so I'm not doing it. But no, we got an even better squad. It was a stronger, stronger team without me. Um, but pop by, see me, Colin, and the team. Um, it's not like when you go to a strippers on a Tuesday afternoon. It's like the reserve team. You get like an amputee stripper and stuff, and like one with one tooth. Kunso bin teeth. One's green, one brown, and one missing. Kunso stripper. Aye. Um, in fact, no, you've got both me and Malloy. Um, and Mark are in hospitality on on Saturday, so it'll be, a, it'll be a change. It'll be a change team, but I'm sure it'll be a, a belter. So yeah, if you can, if you have, if you can spare a few bits or a few quid to go to Saints in the community, that'd be that'd be lovely and much appreciated. So, but thank you for all your generosity. First half of the season, it was unbelievable. I'm just knocked out by it. Absolutely knocked out. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Danny, and thank you to yourself, Ryan McGowan, Erin Grieve. Uh, Craig Middleton, obviously. Um, remember and get your uh, your club shop to shame in at Craig Middleton. We'll post all his details and his phone number online. Um, Giorgio Boyles, where have you seen any Saints, <laughs> play- Saints players out and about? <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, are you St. George's unluckiest fan or do you know somebody ridiculously unlucky? Let us know all of these things. Uh, theme team Air this base week. Theme team. Airbase theme team, yep. Uh, get them into us. We'll post about that. Very soon. Good luck to St. Johnson women's team on Sunday coming as they're home to Livingston. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And episode 94, we finish episode 93 with Mr. Blobby. Um, 1994, Dan, is to you. Episode 94. 1994. So, Pick a song to see us out. It's back to me. And you know what? I thought about going really alternative or something like that. But... The, you know, one of the seminal albums of our time came out in '94. Scatman John. Definitely made. Oh. Sorry? Oh, I thought Scatman John's album, oh. Scatman's World. I'm a Scatman! <laughs> yeah, him. Um, dead, of course. Um, but no. Dead Celebrity. Maybe, definitely maybe by Oasis. And you know what? We're going to go with the opening number off it. And you hear those 
hear those chords kicking. You just know what's coming, baby. And I've forgotten what it was. Uh, oh, no, it's rock and roll style. Just so close to the perfect sell there. Just falling <laughs> all at the final hurdle like St. Johnson in the Scottish Cup. We'll, we'll see you again very soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.